Sometimes the fun begins when the paved road ends. Chevy Silverado 2500 HD is made to work hard and play hard on the road or off. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for details and experience life in HD. Unfortunately, we've reached the time of the year, the one time of the year that that Beatles song gets played. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't play it any other month. Well, I might play it again as we get closer, but um, January, February, March, April. But other than that, you know, we're not going to touch the Taxman song by the Beatles, but... Right now we are because we've got Herb Weissbaum, the consumer man, with us and some very, well, I was going to say exciting, but maybe that's not the right word, but interesting, informative uh, stuff that you can use right now. First of all, how are you, Herb? Where are I'm my doing manners? fine, John. I'm doing fine, thank you. I won the bet, by the way. I Which knew bet? you were going to play Taxman. I of bet, I bet my wife you would play Taxman. Really? What was the? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to ask what the bet was. I don't know what you're going to play for overdraft <laughs> charges, but I knew you'd play this. Ah, for taxes. well, just you just <laughs> hold on to your little hat. I there. Love you want to take the over under on what it might be for uh, when we get to over for, when we get to something about a bank? Uh, you know, I thought about that and I couldn't uh-huh. come up with something, so I all can't right. wait to see what you find. All right. Okay. Well, first of all, <laughs> what's more important, the actual information? <laughs> Or no, the gonna, song and the intro. intro. Come on, of let's course get serious. All right, <laughs> what do you expect as we prepare our taxes this year? Uh, what are the what are the items that we should be looking out for? Sure. And by the way, tax season opens uh, next Monday. That's when the yeah. IRS will start uh, accepting and processing tax returns. Mm. No major big changes this year. There aren't any new credits or deductions to learn about. There are tweaks. Uh, the IRS did make larger than usual adjustments to about 60 tax code provisions, and this was to account for higher than normal inflation in 2022. This includes changes to, to the income thresholds for the seven different tax brackets and setting higher standard deduction amounts, which is good. They do that to prevent what's called bracket creep, which is you get a raise because of inflation, a cost of living increase, and that bumps you into a higher tax bracket if they didn't change the brackets. So they, they change the brackets every year, and this year they really really adjust them about six and a half percent to account for the raises that a lot of people got based on the inflationary pressure that was taking place during 2022. So they're quite a bit higher, those brackets, than they were in 2022. Higher the the percentage or what qualifies in for that percentage? I'm, I'm yes, you have to now make more. You have to make more to fill to fall to fall into that bracket. So the goal is to keep you from moving up the tax bracket just because you got a cost of living adjustment. Right. So you could have actually you could actually possibly move down a bracket. You could. In that case, that means you probably didn't get a raise. Uh, last year uh, because that's what this whole thing is designed to so yes the good news is you probably won't you'll pay less taxes the bad news is you're probably paying less taxes because you didn't make the cost (laughs) i mean that's really it just can't win yeah. Right. But anyway, and there are some adjustments to the to the credits and that kind of thing as well, and the deductions, because, again, that's being adjusted for inflation. So, and, and the credits, like the earned income tax credit, that went up, and the alternative, the exemptions for the alternative minimum tax are up. Those are the other taxes some people have to pay. So those, those kind of things went up, too. And, of course, the standard deduction went up dramatically, and that's good news for, because I think close to 90% of the taxpayers now take the standard deduction. That went up. Up about seven percent, so that's a lot easier for a whole lot of people than trying to keep all those receipts and doing all those deductions. It's just easier to check off the standard deduction. It's twenty-seven thousand seven hundred for the 
tax return you're filing right now. That's up $1,800 from the prior year. Single taxpayers and married individuals who file separately, it goes up to 13850 and heads of household, 20800 So again, all those bumped up dramatically because of the inflationary effect. They're going to give you just a bigger standard deduction for those, the 90% that take that. You know, I'm looking at these brackets, and 12% for income over 11000 22% for incomes over 44725 24% for incomes over 95,375, 32% for incomes over 182,100, uh 35% for incomes over 231,250 and I you know I feel so bad for those people who make greater than $578,125 because doggone it Their bracket didn't change. I am telling you, you just can't be rich anymore. Uh, Well, John, you're in the Jeff Bezos category. I know (laughs) that. So you know it. You bet. Oh, absolutely. Oh, excuse me. I have to go clean my yacht right now. Right. No, no, your your missile. Your missile to the moon. That's what you have to clean. (laughs) Yeah. So I've got the gist from reading your uh, article here. Mm-hmm. And I find this almost hard to say, that the IRS is trying to make things easier for us. Would that be a correct statement? Uh, the IRS does not want us to be penalized by the uh, in cost of inflation. And built right. into the system is making these adjustments. You know, everybody loves to hate the IRS. Oh, yeah. But I always point this out to folks. The IRS, you know, they're all a bunch of bean counters. They want exactly <laughs> what you owe the federal government and not a penny more. If you were right. to overpay your taxes, they would send you a check saying, sorry. I mean, that's what refunds are all about. But if you, that's that's the deal. They want what the tax man wanteth what the tax man is supposed to getteth, as the Beatles might say, but they don't want mm-hmm. any more. And if you right. overpay, they're going to give you, I mean, what other business say, hi, excuse me, you overpaid, we're going to give you your money back. That's, you know, you may like it or may not like it, but they just want their share and they're not, they don't want a penny more than what they're, they're owed. What about this free help and free filing? What about that? Yeah, there's a lot of free help available depending on your income, your age, if you're military, that sort of thing. All these things are listed in my story on checkbook.org. Yes. But the really the really uh, good thing for a lot of people to use, John, is what's called free file, IRS free file. And this is available to individuals or families if you have an adjusted gross income of $79,000 or less for the 2023 tax year. And that's the bottom line where it says, here's what I made, takes out all the deductions and all the stuff, that's your adjusted gross income. What they do is they have a number of tax preparation companies, and they have agreed to work with this government program, and they will do the they will electronically let you do the preparation, and they will file for you for free. It's part of a deal they have with the federal government. If you're interested in checking that out, go to the IRS website, irs.gov, and click on free file, and they will give you the various uh, companies, the seven, the eight companies that are doing this, commercial tax uh, preparation companies are doing this this year. And then you need to find out which one you fit in. They have different qualifications. And for some of you who live in states where there is an income tax in the state, mm-hmm. they will help you do the state income tax as well. But normally there's a little bit of a charge for that, but it uses a lot of the same numbers you put in for the IRS return. So that's so, a good alternative to do. So they're outsourcing. 
Uh, they've done this for years. Uh, no, this is not outsourcing. This is giving you an option to do this on your own rather than mm-hmm. using a commercial a commercial tax preparation service. Right, right, the right, big right. thing they're starting this year is a test where they are doing everything, and this is called Direct File, and it's available in a dozen states. Your state, it's not available in uh, Chicago yet. It is available in my state where I live in Washington, uh, the state, and it's also available in New York and, and California, a couple of other big states. But what this is, the IRS actually created a program that's uh, available in the pilot for low to moderate income taxpayers, but you're filing directly with the IRS online for free. You using the tax forms, the, the forms online that was created by the IRS. Their experts created these things to make it very easy for you if you, if you have a very simple tax return. W-2 wages, Social Security or unemployment benefits, and income interest of less than $1,500 uh, and take the standard deduction, you can use try this new direct file that uh, they've created. The There's been a push to have them try to make a system, as is in many countries, where the tax collector already has your information, so they prepare all this stuff for you, so you don't have to spend money going to a tax Mm. provider if you don't want to. You'll still have the option. This doesn't take anything away, but if this pilot program works, and let me tell you that commercial tax companies do not want this to work, (laughs) and they don't want this to happen, but if this does work, uh, you can see this offered, I think, in many more states, this pilot, and that will give you one more option. You're not forced to use it. You're not required to use it. That may make it simple to you. And by the way, uh, on a related note, I think you and I talked about this last tax season, is the the Federal Trade Commission uh, just uh, came out with a ruling about uh, TurboTax, which is the Intuit Corporation, and basically uh, uh, banned them from using the word free uh, because uh, their free mm-hmm. tax preparation yeah. services we talked about was yep, not free for a whole heck of a lot of people, right. and they wound up costing them money. So, that again, if you're thinking of filing for free like the IRS free file, don't Google free. Go to, the, to irs.gov and then look for a free file. It's right there usually on the homepage, and they'll help and- you. And... It's good news that the IRS is promising better customer service. Yes, they are. Uh, that was yeah. some of the money that uh, the Biden administration gave them uh, when the last uh, bill came through to help with the, uh, the uh, inflation reduction and everything. So they're yeah. actually staffing up the tax centers. They're putting more staffers in. They're opening some of their local offices, the taxpayer assistance centers. Uh, they're trying to do that. Uh, please note that uh, the Republican House of Representatives is trying to take a lot of that money away. It's like, you know, you can never win here. But nope. that's that's where we are in Congress right now. But yes, they're trying to, they're extending the hours, they're adding more staff. Hopefully, uh, you, it won't be a two-hour busy signal when you call if you try to get money at uh, 829-1040. Is that the best number in the world? 800-829-1040. Yeah, you, can't really for, you can't forget about that. And one more thing to point out for folks sure. who um, did buy an electric vehicle this year uh, or a, uh, a, a fuel cell vehicle, which very few do, but a lot of people uh, did buy uh, the vehicles that are powered plug-in electric, uh, electric, you may qualify for the tax that is being given out, the clean vehicle tax credit. It's up to $7,500, but it is limited. So you got to see if you qualify. Only EVs made in the North America. It's based on the MSRP, where the battery components came from and the delivery date. And there are income limits for the people, if you, to get the credits. But if you got one, you might at least check. You may not get the whole $7,500, but you may get something. And remember, a credit's better than a refund. That comes right off your taxes. Uh, and uh, you just look for the clean vehicle tax uh, on the IRS 
website and see if you qualify for any of that tax credit. Again, there's lots of numbers, lots of things in here. I got a whole bunch of links with my story. Just go to checkbook.org and it's all right there for you. I spent a couple of days working on this one and I hope I can make it a lot easier for you. We're going to do more with Herb when we come back on 720 WGN. It was. It wasn't a song, but okay, I give you credit for finding (laughs) something. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Yeah, where do you find something about a bank? Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Herb Weisbaum, the consumer man here at 720 WGN. And and if people, and of course they do because you tell me they do, if they would like to avail themselves of your expertise, what should they do? Other than listening, of course. Oh, thank you. Well, you can reach me. You see all my stories on checkbook.org. That's where they're all published. And you can find me on my website, consumerman.com. That's where I publish all of my stories. And there's a link there if you want to send me an email. I'll try to help you if I can. If you have a question, a lot of uh, WGN listeners, especially from your show, John, Mm -hmm. uh, do do find (laughs) me. And then if you sign up for my weekly newsletter, which you can for free, it'll pop up when you go to the website, consumerman.com. You'll hear from me every single week uh, what's going on in the world of consumer news and just be a little smarter hopefully well uh, this particular article is about proposed rules that would limit excessive bank overdraft fees and i'm sure yep. everyone hates overdraft fees so let, tell us about it yeah it's probably i would think it's probably the most hated bank fee that there yeah. is out there i can't yeah. think of of one that's more the banks make a lot of money off of overdraft fees according to the consumer financial protection bureau they generated these fees $280 billion since the year 2000, nearly $9 billion in 2022. So this is clearly a big money maker for these institutions. People are upset. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau uh, announced that it was going to be looking into this. We spoke about this on your show about a year ago, and they finally uh, last week published a rule about this that would drive down overdraft fees, in some cases, capping them at just $3. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But basically what they've said is these things are, people get hit with these things. They're not fair. The banks have already always said that they uh, are the cost of doing business. But when they did a market study, the CFPB, they found that in many cases, it doesn't cost the banks more than 8 bucks to handle when you have an overdraft. And they're charging, in some cases, $35 or oh, more yeah, the average. Yep, yeah. yep. The average right now, according to bankrate.com, is twenty six sixty one, and the majority of these are debit card overdrafts and amounts less than $26 and are repaid within three days. So the overdraft penalty is higher than what the overdraft was, and the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Bureau just thought that wasn't fair, so they proposed these rules. Um, basically, the banks... There's a they, There was a loophole in the law, John, that the banks were using. Banks know how to use all of the, the laws to their benefit. They The way this was structured is the overdraft chart, the overdraft money, which, you know, when, they, when you overdraw, the bank basically says, we're going to put the money, you pay the bill, and then you're gonna, we're going to lend you the money till you pay it back. It's, it's, I would call it a loan. Uh, but they've uh, uh, figured out a way that they doesn't come under the Truth in Lending Act uh, uh, right now because it's a short-term loan, but it doesn't come under the act. So the CFPB is saying, here's the deal, guys. you got two options. You can either consider, if, if people are paying for this protection, you can consider this a loan and... You can give them all the information you would need if you take out a line of credit, and it applies to the Truth in Lending Act, and you can tell them up front what the interest rate is and all the other kind of stuff that would be needed if you're going to take out a loan. 
But if you really want to provide this as a courtesy, as you always say that the overdraft protection is a courtesy to their customers, <laughs> you wouldn't have to follow the Truth in Lending Act and go through all this paperwork and all this nonsense uh, as long as the fee is in line with your costs. And the CFPB is in the process now of establishing the bank benchmark prices for those costs, which, as I said, would be between 3 and $14, a lot less than $35. I would think many banks would want to go with the let's make it easy and skip the paperwork and just have this be a situation where whatever it costs us, that's what you'll pay us. But they, they would have the option under this proposed rule. Well, I would, I would assume that bankers don't like any of this. It's new regulation. Uh, bank, <laughs> They do not like this at all. They have basically said things like this is going to prevent us from offering this service to people. You know, the same kind of things you always hear when there's a regulation drafted. You know, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. <laughs> They're very upset about this, saying that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is trying to set prices in the marketplace, deprive millions of people of their emergency safety net, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, and we're expecting, quite frankly, we're expecting that these banks will uh, file a lawsuit and try to shut this down. But the really good news for everybody here listening is that because of all the publicity about this, all the complaints about overdraft fees, Congress has being, been, been looking into this, the CFPB has been looking into this, consumer groups have been fighting this, a number of big banks have already reduced or eliminated their overdraft fees, sort of reading the tea leaves on the wall, knowing this was going to happen. Capital One eliminated all overdraft fees, and they also have an, uh, a new uh, non-fee overdraft service that will pay the overdrafts at their discretion for certain important transactions, such as automatic bill payments and recurring debt transactions with no fee. Bank of America lowered its overdraft fee from 35 to 10 bucks. Wells Fargo has a 24-hour grace period before charging overdraft fees. So I think significantly high or overdraft fees in general are on their way out no matter what the bankers say and no matter how much they make a fuss about this kind of thing because people are just being they're fed up of being taken advantage of and it's pretty clear now that this is a money maker and not a a service a courtesy that you're offering uh, your uh, your customers a lot of the online banks by the way like ally financial and discover they also have a situation where they don't have overdraft fees either Hey, Herb, I got a quick question for you. It's News Guy, David. Um, there was some talk when the last, when the White House came out with this uh, rule about the overdrafts mm-hmm. that they might organize or they were talking about organizing to oppose this. In light of where consumer sentiment is, how people feel about it, Still think they're going to mount any kind of real opposition to, the, to any potential removal of that junk fee, as the White House calls it? I'm expecting it. Uh, the consumer experts I've talked to said they're expecting it simply for the fact that that's what just they have to do. These trade groups have to do this to make their members happy, and also because they just are so opposed to any kind of new regulation. Uh, I, I just don't see them backing down on this, but I might be wrong. But everybody is sort of expecting they're going to push back hard, um, and whether they sue or just try really hard to get the CFPB to change its rules, I think you're going to find some form of significant kickback, a pushback from uh, from the different banking industry industries interests. I think that's really going to happen, yes. Or you could already avail yourselves of those banks that have made the changes. 
that you just absolutely. Out. I mean, come absolutely. On. And by the way, one thing to keep in mind for those who are listening, John, who have taken out overdraft protection on their debit card. That's where a lot of this happens. You mm-hmm. know, if you don't have overdraft protection on your debit card and you don't have money in the account, uh, that's why people always say, oh, I use a debit card. I can't spend more than I have. If you go to buy a latte and there's not enough money in the account, you can't buy the latte. Well, if you have overdraft protection, what a lot of people don't understand, even though they get, give you all the forms at the bank, is that by getting the overdraft protection, you said to the bank, if I overdraw my debit card, please pay the bill and then charge me a fee. Well, that's supposedly not the way debit cards were supposed to work. <laughs> so th- that's people don't realize if you're not if you're not sure what you have on your debit card, see if you have overdraft protection. And if you do, and you're going to pay a fee, you might want to think about that or really keep close track of how you're using your debit card. Of course, and you know, I, either look, either that or make sure you have money in a savings account that you big, have tied to that checking account yes. to cover you. Correct. Otherwise, and, and life can get that's highly entertaining. Point. That's a good point. That's the other major thing that this uh, the, the the banks have done is they've lowered the fee or reduced the fee greatly from having a savings account that rolls into your checking account if you're about to overdraw. That, again, is from the pushback mm-hmm. from the public of how cheap – and that's a much cheaper way than paying the overdraft fee. Thank you, David. David, Thank uh, you, David. financial expert. Absolutely. Not really. Just, uh, you, you know. know. Pointing, out, pointing out. Okay. Just pointing out the good things. Well, thank you. Uh, we're going to do some more with Herb after the top of the hour. And, of course, well, not of course, I guess it's the first one of the year. After 9.30, the Sunshine, Lollipop, and Rainbow Newscast, that is the newscast where nothing bad ever happens. Comes ever. Up, uh, ever. There he is again. <laughs> yeah. After the 9.30 news. And uh, say, when we come back, let's take a look at your consumer notebook about um, saving money when you, how to audit your digital subscriptions that you may not even though that you're paying for. We'll do that. Yeah. 720 WGN. This is the John Landacker Show. Uh, We are with Herb Weisbaum, contributing editor at checkbook.org, and he is with us to talk about um, avoiding subscription fees. Hey, Herb, how are you? Good, Brendan. So we, uh, we, I've lost John briefly, some uh, connectivity issues, so I'm trying to go ahead and... uh, lead this segment with Mr. David Jennings in the newsroom as best as we can. So uh, we're talking about subscription prices and John's internet goes down. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Who's listening, Mr. Jennings? You Could, think couldn't a- have been a... Could, well, never mind. I'm not even going to go up there. I'll be nice. <laughs> By um, the way, before we start, do you guys know where Vernon Hills is? I think in so. Area? I think okay, so. Okay, because we, we have the extended consumer and family listening to the John Landecker show tonight, so I wanted to give him a shout out. We got the whole gang listening tonight. Nice. Yeah. We got we got consumer people everywhere. All right. So how do I check what subscriptions I've got going? I mean, is is there a really easy way? Is 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 an is an iPhone does it have a self contained mechanism for doing something like that? Well, there are some apps that allow you to check your subscriptions. We did not get in this in the checkbook story I did. The point we're trying to make in the story is that everybody got sold on on streaming services and subscription services during the pandemic. And a lot of times we forget about these things, so you need to check. And maybe the best way to do it is if you're writing a check, you should check your check register. But most of us, it's an automatic withdrawal, so you need to check your uh, credit card to see if you're having these uh, making uh, these payments every single month. 
These, this is big money we're talking about here, guys. In 2022, the uh, U.S. consumer spent $34 billion on digital home entertainment. That's according to Satista, a website that specializes in this. What happens is that people sign up for these things. You get the free trial. You want to see something. You know, Maybe you want to see The Mandalorian on Disney Plus or Star Trek on CBS All Access. Or I just did a trial membership on Hulu to see Only Murders in the Building because I love Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short. And then you forget about it because most people don't write down when the free trial date is about to end. You're automatically rolled in to the mm-hmm. subscription because you've already given them your credit card number. You need to do that to start this thing. And then it goes on and on. And with automatic bill pay, which a lot of people use, they for, they don't even pay attention to where all the charges are. The, the, auto, the thing's just automatically paid. And you wind up having these subscriptions that you keep paying for, but you really never use. Yep, I know that feeling well. <laughs> yeah, been there. So had that yeah. had that pleasurable experience. Like, really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And so, you don't find so out about it until you get the notice that it. You don't find out about it until you get the notice that it's going to re up for a whole year or something like that. That's when you find out that you've been paying for the whole year. That's what a lot of people learn, which is terrible. Um, out of curiosity, are you expecting that problem? to get worse the problem of uh, of, uh, paying for subscriptions that you don't use yeah and the reason i raise that is with more people and i don't know what the stats look like at this point but there are more people who who are decided to get rid of cable service and just keep the internet right and they're watching tv with an the old-fashioned antenna plugged in you know digital signal and all Right. Um, is is this whole thing with online subscriptions going to get worse before it gets better? And do we just need to wake up and pay attention? Well, I think clearly, and we wrote a story about this, that we're in the age of subscriptions. And there are subscriptions for everything now. I mean, this isn't just streaming or, or audio that you're listening to. You know, there's, there's uh, for uh, web access, there's for... Um, all kinds of services now that people pay for. Uh, you know, uh, Windows is a subscription service uh, in many cases if you decide to do it that way. We're finding sub- cars. A lot of the new cars make you pay a subscription to have certain features in the car that you want activated. You have to pay a subscription. So I think the more that America turns to a subscription-based society, the more the problem is going to rise because people are going to sign up for these subscriptions. And as I said, the the typical marketing way to do this is free trial and then you have to give them your credit card and all of a sudden you start getting billed for this yeah i think we're going to see this a lot more and the people are going to find out that uh wow i'm really paying for all that again you you really have to just you know apps now have uh subscriptions i mean it's just a this is where we are and it's where we are because these companies realize that they make a lot of money this way. Um, you know, I have a subscription service for images that I use on my website, and I have a subscription service to the mail Mailchimp that I use to send out my newsletter, and then I got this, the three or four streaming services on video, and there's an audio streaming service, and I have my uh, subscription to Microsoft. And when you think about it, and you know, the, I, I mentioned the story, David, you may have seen this, but there was a, a, a survey that was done in 2021, a white paper by a consulting company called Monroe Partners, and and they ask people, how much do you have in subscription services? Well, how much do you, do you think you pay each month? And even when they led these people through recurring expenses they could possibly have 21 different categories that they went through they went through like streaming and they went through like accounting and they went through like banking, all these things. Video uh, games. Yeah. 
People couldn't tell. People were absolutely unaware of how much they were spending for these services. I mean, we're just like oblivious to this. And this adds up to a significant amount of money. Oh, you're not kidding. Some of the the costs of some services are out there a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. That's and, right. and even if you, even if it's just something as simple as, oh, I'm going to buy a, a video game system, whether it's yeah. Xbox or PlayStation, uh-huh. um, you will be very quickly surprised at how much money you can spend. That's right. Hey, <laughs> Landecker's back. Yes, <laughs> I noticed. By the way, I'll be doing David's news at the uh, <laughs> in about 45 minutes. Thank you. Uh, somewhere, somewhere in the great inner. Uh, universe you, you, of the you want me, internet. You want me to, you want me to read the spot for you? I mean, no, I, I do. I, I do that. have it in front of no, me, I, just I in case. The, I have that, but continue with the conversation because this was oh. the one that uh, this was this was important. This is about the subscription. Well, the, well, the one other the one other tip I wanted to share that we put in the checkbook story is that if you come to the end of the subscription service, don't necessarily just roll over and pay whatever they're right. going to ask you because yeah. you make it offered a, a better deal. I had that when I had Sirius XM in my car. Mm-hmm. And I took it for a while, and then I said, not interested. And, you know, by the end of the 723 uh, letters, the actual letters, it, it was almost down to, like, Mr. Weissbaum, if you take this subscription, we'll pay you $5 a month. Because they want to have what? the numbers for the advertisers yeah. or, or whatever. But it's like, they'll drop dramatically oh. uh, for if you, you just know, hold ma- off for a while. It makes you feel like you've been taken all- for a ride all along. Because you go yes. to them and say, guess what? I quit. And they go, oh, that's Okay. We'll lower this uh, subscription by ninety five percent. Yeah. Well, why, so why didn't, didn't you do, do that, that when that I was a nice, happy customer? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it has. It, so the, the basic drift is, it has to be on their terms, not yours. Right. The only one difference in the kudos, a shout out we gave in the story was to Netflix, and they just updated their subscription policy in 2020 that new uh, for customers who haven't used a streaming service for 12 months or more, uh, that they were going to contact them to find out if they want to keep their membership. Hmm. If they don't respond, Netflix will actually automatically cancel their subscription. I see that as a positive step. I see that as a company trying in some shape or form take care of their customers. Yeah. Uh, way to go, Netflix. That's a really good uh, you know, situation. I, I've done this in the past, and I was shocked at how many subscriptions I was mm-hmm. still still subscribing to, but not actually using. And mm-hmm. the one that I keep getting closer and closer to canceling is Disney, because mm-hmm. when it first came on, it was like, oh, my goodness, I can see all the old Disney, and there's this Disney and that Disney, and now it's like I find myself not going there. That yeah. much. Well, you can you, know? you can cancel. You could go back again. Some some subscriptions let you pause. I was talking about that. Um, the uh, the uh, images uh, that I use for my website. I yeah. paused it for two months because I had all the ones I needed. I, I looked ahead. I didn't want to keep paying the money, the twenty five a month for two months. I didn't need it, and I put it on pause for two months. There's well, a I'm lot sorry. of options. You just have to think about it. I'm sorry I couldn't get in part of the first part of the discussion because I was totally in the limbo universe of the internet and I couldn't hear what was going on or join it. But did you? Discuss the idea, uh, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating what okay. you already did, but, oh, look, here comes a great new show on on this particular service. I'm going to get that particular service. Then that great new show goes off, and you forget that, well, maybe I don't want all those other shows, yep. because they were there already, and yep. if you, you keep you, on, yeah. If you do that, John, you've got to make a note in your calendar, a big note, free subscription ends tomorrow, this week. <laughs> And right. make sure you cancel. I mean, if I, no, I did that no, 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 put, no, put it, put it on your calendar the week before. Yes. 
Very good. Start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't wait until the day before. That's right. never a good right. idea. Well, or call David Jennings in the newsroom and he'll do it for you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, keep let's not get carried away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nice guy and all, but well, let's not overdo it. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Uh, we're going to do more. 720 WGN. We're going to talk about working out. Isn't that right, Herb? Talking about. Here we uh, are. We are. Rock. Yeah. Getting to the gym. Who was that? Yeah. That's Jackie Wilson. And Jackie a song Wilson. Called, oh, and a song Jackie called Wilson. Workout, which has absolutely nothing to do with working out in the gym. Well, you have lonely teardrops <laughs> after you uh, work yeah. out of the gym too much, yeah, Well, right? this is sort of working out with uh, a partner, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I expected you were going to do We Can Work It Out by the Beatles, Mr. Landecker. Well, maybe next time. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, you know, this surprises me, by the way, I, I, as a topic that you would... Um, approach but I'm, i want to hear about it because i love well, gym memberships and i've been you know using them for decades right well the point we were trying to make in the checkbook story is that a lot of people join gyms the first of the year because of yeah. all the sales that go on all the pressure to keep up with your resolution and the gyms make most of their money by people who have good intentions and sign up for the gym membership and then after about the first couple of weeks or first couple of months never show up again and as we just talked in the last segment have a subscription where they keep paying every month but they don't show up and take advantage and they say well i will i'm not going to cancel because i'm going to show up and then they just don't show up so it's it, that's a really waste of money uh the other thing is it really is a purchase you know you have to shop around and find a gym that's right for you in a lot of ways uh we can talk about that more but it's also the pricing situation the prices really do vary dramatically between gym to gym for the exact same facilities and equipment. You know, we priced around and found dramatic savings for the exact same kind of facility from one to the other. Huge, huge differences. And so that's really, really important to do that kind of thing when you when you price shop around uh, to make sure you're getting a really good deal and not be sold by the fake sales that, you know, you have to sign up on the spot by tomorrow to get this super duper price, to take the time to make sure that you're really getting a good price and that it's something you really want to be involved in. And better option that we suggest is most gyms now offer some kind of trial membership. Maybe they'll give you a two-week pass. Maybe they'll give you a, a, a special deal for just two weeks or whatever to show up. Check that out. That Take advantage of that. Sure, they want you to join, but you know that way you can find out, is this gym right for me? Is it the kind of equipment I want? Is the equipment broken? Are the mm-hmm. locker rooms clean? Those are the two biggest complaints we get, by the way. Equipment doesn't work. The locker rooms aren't clean, and there's not enough equipment, so I have to stand in line for 10 minutes to use the whatever device, and, wow. and that's just driving me crazy. So go use that free pe- membership or trial membership to go when you would normally go. So here, I'm going to use it. Let's see what it's like. How do I like the staff? If I'm going to take uh, yoga or some other classes, how do I like the teachers who are teaching it? Do I feel comfortable? Do the people who are helping with the machines seem like they're competent and qualified? You know, that's that's the way to use this thing. And then you can decide if you want to join the, that, that gym or health club and go from there. Well, as I said, I've been, you know, using health clubs for years. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to drop a name just to... Because it always strikes me that they at least advertise incredibly low fees, and that's Planet uh, Fitness, I believe. Planet Fitness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, is is that legit? 
Sure. I mean, when they have those special offers, uh, they're you. Yeah, you know, most health clubs were not accusing them any anything not legitimate. The question yeah. is, you know, if you didn't do this, didn't sign up right on the spot, could you get a better deal that might work for you? Or again, the big problem is you sign up and then you don't go. So they're making money right. and they just keep churning people through. You know, that's that's your problem, not theirs. Right. But that's the that's the big thing that people really. And the other thing we stressed is. Do you know some people love gyms? Some people like to work out on the machines. Some people like this, like the social aspect. You know, you won't yeah. work out unless you go with other people. For yeah. some gyms, it's a pickup spot. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, but, oh, yeah. Make sure your you makeup's right before you get right. out there on that elliptical. Abs- Come on now. Absolutely. I mean, my hair's <laughs> got to look good. Yeah. But I found uh, during the pandemic that I was able to work out at home just as well. Yeah. My wife and I use an exercise room we put in. We have the exercise bike. We have the treadmill. We do it religiously because we watch the news every night while we're doing it. And other people just want to jog or do something like that. You know, you don't necessarily have to join a gym if your goal for the new year was to get in better shape. It's one option, but it's not your only option. So you need to factor it and think about it and then make sure you find the right place for you, the right kind of a facility at a, at a good price. And I said, don't get sold on sometimes the ridiculous sales prices or what they'll do is they'll, it usually is this, but it's now this, did they really ever sell at the usually price? That may just be a lot of uh, high pressure sales to make you think you're getting something better than you, you know, really and are. I'm just guessing that in the cold weather parts of the country, um, the idea of joining a gym is something at the forefront of, if you're thinking about it at all, would be during these cold weather months, because obviously when things warm up, you can just go outside. I mean, yes. you know, there's nothing. Absolutely. You no. don't have to be in a gym when it's summer to work out. Correct. So, so that and yeah. the resolutions, you know, those two. And, be, and before we run out of time, because I know we're getting close, no, I want to make sure that I want to make sure that your listeners uh, have, we set up a special link for you, John, as we do when we have ratings. So if you want to get a list of dozens and dozens of uh, gyms and health clubs that we rated in the uh, Chicagoland mm. area, uh, yeah. double, uh, it's uh, checkbook.org slash WGN radio slash gyms, plural, checkbook.org slash WGN Radio slash gyms. You can check it out. Normal this information is uh, as just for members, but we ha- do this special offer when we're on your show, John, and do ratings. So we want people to check it out. If you like what you see, maybe you'll join Checkbook. We do rate all kinds of products and services in the Chicagoland area, but there's no obligation whatsoever. This is truly free. Yes, and also well worth the price. <laughs> and by the way, if you're if yes. you're an older gentleman or woman, what? like maybe you and I are, uh, find out if you get any kind of a, a discount by uh, like your Medicare Advantage program. A lot of those yeah. will help pay yeah. for memberships. Some health uh, things through work will pay for you know memberships. So there are many ways to not have to pay the. You never want to pay the retail price. Uh, see if there's a corporate rate. See if there's some way you can pay less than the retail price if you're going to join. And one key thing to figure out, especially if you're paying for it on your own. What happens if I have to, can I put it on hold for a while? What if I get pregnant? What if I get sick? What if I'm transferred to another office for a couple of months? Am I able to put this thing on hold? What, what, you know, what are the cancellation policies? So you want to factor in the upfront, but you want to also say what happens if something goes wrong and I want to cancel or I want to suspend it or I, you know, if I move, can this be taken to another gym that's affiliated with you in the new area uh, I move? Yeah, Those are a couple yeah. important questions. All this stuff is, is listed on the, uh, on the article. And this is our the topic of our podcast, the Consumerpedia podcast. So uh, we talk, we worked out quite a sweat talking about this. Let me tell you, consumerpedia.org. <laughs> Always good to talk to you, Herb. Look forward to doing it again. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, John. Stay well and stay safe.